Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. In this episode, we talk to Dominic Grimley and John Baines about the state of the buyout market. We look at funding and how long it will take schemes to reach the point of buyout. Do schemes that haven't set a buyout goal not consider buying annuities? We also look at, other than employer funding, what can help speed up the point of reaching the long-term objective. Finally, we look at how we ensure each annuity transaction is consistent with getting the long-term goal. And now, time for the interview. Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. Today I'm joined by John Baines and Dominic Grimley. Welcome, gents. Hello there. Uh, John, if you could just let everybody know what your role here is. Hi all, uh, my name's John Baines. I've worked with Aon for 15 years and head the bulk annuity team, so I spend all my time advising on buy-ins and buy-outs. And Dominic? Uh, Dominic Grimley, so I've also been Aon for 15 years and uh, I've been advising schemes on bulk annuity purchase for about 20 years. So we're, we're discussing today long-term strategy. And I think the first question we've got is, what typically is a long-term strategy? So who wants to take that one on? Uh, I'll kick off then. Um, So I think most schemes have a long-term strategy, which is one of three options. Um, Firstly, and I think this is the cleanest of the three, is a buyout. So you very demonstrably remove all risks, all running costs uh, from from a pension scheme. And hence, for many, it's the ultimate long-term target. And particularly, we see that increasingly attractive to companies um, to give a very clear message to shareholders that they're targeting pension risk. Um, secondly is a self-sufficiency, and however poorly that may be defined, different schemes have different uh, different definitions of that. Um, but for schemes that have the appetite, the scale, and the governance structure to manage risk in the long term, it tends to be a lower cost solution. Um, it requires consideration of both assets and longevity risks, and in many cases, hedging strategies for both of those. Um, and thirdly, for schemes that are more comfortable with the risk, something closer to the scheme's technical provision basis, so where you might pay cash into fund towards. Um, but given improving funding positions and given a very strong steer from the pensions regulator uh, over recent years, it's far less common for schemes to stop once they get to that position. Um, and particularly when you reach that position, it really does open the wealth of de-risking opportunities to move to one of the first two. So do schemes view on long-term outcome change over time? So we did a risk survey in 2017 and uh, we found, just to tell you where, where, where people had got to in the, in the first place, that around a third of schemes so far have, have accepted they're on a long-term buyout target. In fact, 18% had already bought at least one annuity for their scheme. But, but we think that view does change and, and there's probably a couple of things to bear in mind. For, firstly, annuity pricing improved a lot over 2017-18. And uh, some schemes have also had very strong asset performance in the last few years. So we think people are, are nearer the buyout goal than they'd sometimes realise. Um, also, some, sometimes it's difficult, to, if you're the decision maker at the company, to admit to a buyout target in case that, that creates a fear of being driven to, to putting more funding into the scheme sooner than, than you think is absolutely necessary. So, so we think gradually with, with improving funding positions and with more more mature schemes because most of these schemes are now close to further benefit accrual. People will increasingly accept that buyout is the goal. Maybe not in the short term, but as the scheme gets smaller and more mature and buyout looks more achievable. And how long will it take schemes to reach this point? 
so, so we ask we ask schemes that as well in our survey, and, and most schemes were suggesting it's ten to twenty years out before they reach their long term goal. Um, there's a couple of of words of warning there. One is is that uh, it's very difficult to project these things. It's normally done by by trying to estimate what future returns the scheme will achieve. There's also other more subtle things that tend to mean, mean buyout will happen sooner, partly because the scheme will simply get more mature and have left, less risks left to transfer and get easier for an insurer to take on and back with matching assets and reinsurance. So we, so we think the goal tends to come around sooner. It, it also comes around sooner if you've simply got to focus on achieving it because there are other things that can get you there faster. And also, we're not sure whether some of these projections allow for some of the very positive recent experience schemes have seen. So we think a lot of schemes are within 10 years of buyout. And does this mean that schemes haven't set a buyout goal and will not consider an annuity? So, so I think this is that really, does an annuity stand upon its own merits as, a, as, a, as, an, as an investment to add long term to the matching assets that a scheme holds? And we think at the right price it does, even if there's no intent to buy out over time. Particularly in the last few years, we've seen that the risk-return trade-off for an annuity has looked pretty good relative to holding, say, bond assets, um, that you can get a better return than some of the alternatives with, with much more clear-cut de-risking achieved. So, so we think there is a definite case for all schemes to consider insurance as part of their matching asset portfolio. And does a buyout goal imply a particular asset strategy in the meantime? It, it should be one of quite a few things taken into account in considering how an asset strategy evolves over time. If, if the scheme was very close to buyout, I think the emphasis would be on stability and am I holding assets that respond in the same way from changing market conditions to annuity prices. Most schemes aren't there yet and, and need to focus on returns and we think the focus there is how to achieve uh, a level of outperformance that, that gets me to buy out in a, an acceptable number of years without undue and particularly without unrewarded risks. And, and one of the trends that we think schemes have to be careful of is, is both insurance companies and schemes are increasingly find, finding that to get a decent level of outperformance that they need to look at more illiquid assets. And some of those illiquid assets do have material lock-in periods. So, so I think a, a key topic over the next few years is what is my absolute best case for when buyout might be achievable and are those assets going to be realisable in time not to hold me back. Other than employer funding, is there anything else that can help um, the point of speeding up the, the long-term objective? Yeah, I think it's worth picking up on, on Dominic's point earlier, which is actually waiting for a scheme to mature by itself can be quite helpful. And just to stress that point, even if you do nothing else with a pension scheme, you can see buyout deficits reduce quite significantly. So, for example, every time a member retires, the cost of insurance falls because an insurer gets more certainty over the benefits they're going to pay. Every time a member takes some cash at retirement or transfers out, the buyout deficit reduces. And every time, for example, you don't insure CPI benefits for a year, the buyout deficit reduces um, in that scenario as well. So you can find that over a few years, um, the buyout deficit alone uh, through insurance pricing reduces quite significantly. So what we're looking at here is ways to give you a real extra boost on that journey. Um, and if we focus on member option exercises, which at the moment are particularly popular for de-risk schemes, um, so let's look at transfer value exercises, 
Um, if a scheme is invested in low-risk assets, which they typically are when they're well-funded on a de-risking journey, the transfer value that members can get nowadays in pound terms can be very, very attractive, giving them a wide range of options to be able to meet their own personal needs. Um, and if you look at that through a buyout lens in particular, the transfer values that schemes can offer whilst they're de-risking can often be higher than an insurer would offer following a buyout. So from a scheme point of view, not only do the transfers close the buyout deficit, but they actually reduce the profit margin that you would be ultimately handing over to an insurance company. Uh, how do you ensure each annuity transaction is consistent with getting to that long-term goal? Good question. Um, I think first and foremost, you need, to be, you need to be very clear on what you're seeking to achieve, um, what your objectives are for your overall goal and for each transaction. Um, based on recent pricing, what we've seen is many trustees and corporates have been able to remove significant risks from the pension scheme, uh, which is ultimately the, the, main, the main task of doing a buy-in or a buy-out, but also improving the financial position of the scheme. Um, and those schemes that have done work up front to present a compelling auction to insurers, so that means having company commitment, having clarity on your objectives, and having real clear data and benefit sets, and those are the schemes that have seen material improvements in their financial position. And in particular, using our Compass platform, it allows schemes to monitor the market, monitor pricing, and be able to position the scheme in the best possible way to get the best value. Um, in some cases, that requires patience. So you, you might be waiting for a, a period of time for pricing and for insurer appetite to, to warm up. Um, but by using a very thorough process in advance, you can make sure you're front of the queue to get the best possible price on terms for an auction. Brilliant. Well, thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, Dominic, John, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you.